0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: This is the morning run. I'm Tan Chung Han. With me Joyce Go. Time now to look at some of the top business and economic news of the day. Uh, now we've got the World Bank, which has lowered its GDP growth projection for Malaysia for this year. Previously, it was 4.9%. Now they have lowered it to 4.7%. Again, that's GDP growth for Malaysia for 2018.
0: So, this is the second time they're lowering the uh, GDP projections, Han. I think uh, World Bank earlier cut its GDP projection for Malaysia from 5.4% in April to 4.9% in October. That time it was due to cancelled infrastructure projects and reduced export growth outlook. This time around, what you're saying is the recent revised forecast takes into account low. Lower government spending and investment. Lower overall investment from both public and private sectors. Uh, these are the reasons why they're lowering it for the second time.
1: Yeah, and this is a theme that we have explored with our guests on the Market Watch program, right? Because looking into 2019 with this expected slowdown as well, whether or not the, uh, these economies have enough ammunition both on the monetary and the fiscal policy side to stimulate their economies, right? Now, uh, with Malaysia's OPR at uh, 3.25%, right? At least there's some wiggle room there but on the fiscal side i think that's where malaysia could see some constraints moving into next year it's not just having to contend with the external factors but also domestic factors as well you know like the world bank pointed out a lower government lower government spending and in investment uh, but of course externally there are headwinds there mm. as well you got the u.s china trade war the uncertainty over the um, fed interest rate path uh, of course brexit and etc so plenty of headwinds on the global stage.
0: I think something else that's been pointed out is Malaysia's ability to deal with potential shocks that's right. that has been dampened by declining government revenue and high public debt. I think there's also an expectation that government revenue is expected to continue to drop in 2019 as we head into the new year.
1: Mm, and I believe that's a, as a, a ratio of revenue to GDP, right? Um, so we're still having to uh, grapple with the effects of the lower fiscal revenues because of the abolishment of GST, but looking at oil prices as well. So you look at oil prices, um, budget 2019 was based on 70, uh, 70 to 72 US dollars per barrel, mm-hmm. right? That was the price. But you look at how oil prices have performed you know, of late. So right now, oil prices are below 60 bucks a barrel, uh, to be exact, $56.26 a barrel. And this is, you know, as we go into 2019, uh, that's a drop of 5.85% overnight. So we are ways off from the basis already. Can oil prices recover enough going into next year to not just boost Petronas's coffers, but also ultimately the uh, government because the government still derives a um, relatively uh, substantial amount from uh, 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 oil-related sources.
0: Mm, yeah, the World Bank also, the recent report also said that Malaysia needs to boost human capital if it wants to become an inclusive, high-income country. Uh, according to the Bank's Human Capital Index 2017, children born in Malaysia will only reach 62 Percent potential in terms of productivity and lifetime income. Compare that to children in the high-income nations. They reach their uh, potential, 74% of them Will reach seventy four percent potential. I mean, sorry, children in high income nations will reach seventy four percent potential. Mm. So seventy four percent versus sixty two percent here.
1: Yeah. Well, to be fair to the government, uh, they have said that look, they are no longer only uh, they're shying away from chasing those headline grabbing, sexy GDP figures. They want to address issues like inequality. Right. Um. It's no point having a two speed economy when people just do not feel like they're they're richer and uh, you know you got people left behind. Like what you mentioned mentioned. mentioned that, Joyce, we have the issue of the stunting rate among kids here in Malaysia. So the government, it is imperative that they then invest down to the grassroots level, invest in people, but then ultimately comes back to good old ringgit and cents, right? Do they have the money to invest in healthcare, in education, other social welfare programs, etc. Programs to reduce these inequalities. It still requires public funds.
0: Well, the stunting rate in Malaysian children, that stands at 20%, which is very high for a country with Malaysia's GDP compared that to the average 7% for upper middle income countries as per World Bank 2018 data.
1: Right. So anyways, that's the broader uh, economic picture. Well, not just on the macro side, but down to the micro level as well. Like, like you mentioned, you know, kids, you know, they, I mean, that's such a cliche, right? Kids are the future of our generation. They are. Yeah, yes, they are. So we've got to invest in them. Yes. Okay, so moving away from the uh, economic indicators, let's also talk about the markets here. Um, there is some optimism on the part of MIDF, they expect the FBM KLCI to hit 1,830 points by the end of next year. Now, just to put that into context.
0: What's w- it today?
1: We are right now, well, well about six I mi- mean, yesterday. Yeah, so yesterday uh, it ended at 1,635 points. So we're a good uh, about 200 points away from that year-end target for 2019 set by MIDF Research. So can fbmk can Malaysian equities recover the kind of ground? Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get into why MIDF has these kind of projections.
0: Yeah, so they're projecting this despite negative external factors, including the US-China trade yep. war and Brexit. So they're saying that corporate earnings growth for 2019 is expected to rise 5.8% compared with 1.96% in 2018. Also, GDP growth is expected to improve to 4.9% year-on-year in 2019. 4.9%, this is what they're saying. I think Maybank expects GDP growth next year to be at 4.8%.
1: So that's for next year. Uh, World Bank's one was 4.7% for this year. But then I'm looking at this Bloomberg story right now that came out yesterday. Uh, Their headline reads, stock market that was Asia's highlight now set for two-year low. This is a story about the FBM KLCI. So we have seen those uh, net selling by foreign investors in recent months. Uh, Granted, this is a broader emerging market theme. Then has resulted in ABM uh, KLCI uh, pretty much at levels now that we haven't seen since late 2016 early 2017 and we still got another week more to go that year-end dressing uh, window dressing mm-hmm. that we're yeah. so accustomed to yeah Santa Claus hasn't shown up you know so <laughs> well, wh- will what's gonna, he show up later yeah I don't yeah. Know, you know he's running out of time right yeah. before we get into
0: 2019 well um, Han speaking about um all prices. MIDF has a prediction for 2019 when it comes to brand crude oil prices. They're looking at an average of 75 US dollars a barrel.
1: I didn't make a call to my friends at MIDI. M- M- What's going on <laughs> over there? 75 bucks a barrel for next year. Yeah. Uh, again, right now it's $56.26. Uh, we'll have to uh, wait and see. So that's uh, some uh, predictions uh, on oil prices and MPM KLCI. But uh, let's also look at some trends, some recent trends in the bond space. So foreign, uh, uh Um, foreign investors, uh, there have been outflows, okay, and uh, that actually uh, hit some 5.2 billion ringgit in November. And this is according to the REM credit head of research, Christina Fong.
0: Yeah, so foreign bond flows for November declined to 5.2 billion ringgit compared to 7.8 billion ringgit in October, and the decline they're saying Ram is saying that it isn't surprising given the developments that occurred in November, prompting foreign investors to invest elsewhere. What they're saying, Christina is also saying, is that global uncertainties over U.S.-China trade tensions and Brexit continue to fuel a global risk aversion. So, um also the tabling of Budget 2019 pointed the wider than expected targeted fiscal deficit of three. Three point seven percent of GDP all these are factors uh, uh, contributing to this uh, reversal trend the foreign bond flow reversal trend and uh, as well as the weakening ringgit.
1: Yeah, so speaking about the ringgit, it is now weaker against the greenback by 0.1%. Edging closer, uh, back up towards that 4.18 mark. It's at 4.1785 to be exact. Uh, But still, you know, uh, the uh, the 3.8, 3.9 levels that we saw earlier this year, that seems like a distant memory now. Uh, But coming back to the bond space, so uh, also, this could take a... um, Uh, this could affect corporate issuances as well. So REM expects corporate issuances to surpass its forecast 90 to 100 billion ringgit for this year, uh, even with a clear moderation in uh, issuances, in particular, those related to infrastructure. And it ties back in with what the World Bank was saying earlier, or what we mentioned the World Bank had said, that there's this pullback in infrastructure spending Mm -hmm. there. Let's dive uh, into a particular company now, Lotte Chemical, Titan. They were just Reprimanded by reprimanded by the Securities Commission in Malaysia yesterday.
0: Yeah, so the SC is maintaining the decision to reprimand and impose penalties on Lotte Chemical Titan Holdings and its two executive directors, as well as EY and Maybank Investment Bank. This is for not informing the SC on material developments before the company's listing in 2017. And um, I guess uh, they're looking at the penalties imposed about 2.19 million ringgit in total. Mm-hmm. Han, I think penalties aside, I think what the message is the message that SC is sending in. Mm-hmm. You know, they are serious about this. And to recap, I think uh, Lotte did not, what they're saying is that they did not reveal to the SC that the 11 days of water cuts at its plant in April had resulted in a significant impact on the company's earnings. So, you know, while they had disclosed their water supply disruption in their IPO prospectus, the significance of the impact was not made clear. Mm -hmm. So that's one. And remember, they had their profit slump 72% uh, for their second quarter. This was after they debuted on Brusa, Malaysia. Then they announced a 72% profit profit
1: Yeah, so it's not just Lotte Chemical. You got EY and also uh, that's uh, Ernst & Young and also uh, Maybank IB. Mm-hmm. They were also uh, imposed uh, fines respectively as well, right? So totally, total coming up to about that 2.2 million ringgit that you mentioned there. Mm. Is 2.2 million enough though? Is that a wrap on the knuckles? Ah. Oh, I don't know. We'll find out. Anyways, uh, we're coming up to the ADM news bulletin and after that we've got the Breakfast Grill. It's a replay of the conversation between Melissa Idris and Tom Wright, co-author of the Bill- Dollar wheel that first aired on September 25th. This is The Morning Run, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this
0: podcast. To find more great interviews, go to BFM.my or
1: find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.